Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Second day at MGM Park for the Conference USA Baseball Championships. A two-hour edition of the Eagle Hour today, broadcasting around the state on all of our Super Talk affiliates. We're glad you're with us this afternoon as we get ready for another exciting afternoon of college championship baseball here at Biloxi. Baseball coach Chad Taye joins us to kick off the show. The show is sponsored by First Bank. I want to thank them for sending us down here. We'll be talking to Daniel Stewart from First Bank a little later in the hour. Also joining us in this hour, Patrick McGee from the Biloxi Sun-Herald. So we're glad to be with you. Glad you're tuned in this afternoon around the state of Mississippi. Associate Head Coach, Recruiting Coordinator, our good buddy Chad Taye joins us uh, for the opening segment. First of all, Coach, I know you guys are getting ready to have VP, so thanks for taking the time. No problem. Glad to be here. So on a scale of 1 to 10 yesterday, how exciting was that? 12. 12. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty exciting. I would think that's the kind – I know as a fan that's the kind of baseball game that you live to to see the next one. I would think as a coach, doesn't – Games like that make all the recruiting and traveling and everything worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's exactly why we do what we do as coaches, um, to watch our guys handle adversity and just grind and to prevail and, and come out on top in such a meaningful game in the postseason play. It's, it's extremely rewarding. Now, when you're in that game yesterday, before you get to the before you get the starter out of the game, you're right. Grind was the word. No what was the mentality of the baseball team? Because he was really pitching well, and it was a struggle at the plate. There, there's no question. The, whole, the game plan out the gate was to get him out of the game. You know, he's the conference pitcher of the year. He has all these accolades. We knew exactly what we were in for. Uh, statistically has shown if he can get to the seventh, eighth, or ninth inning, he, he, he's typically winning games in his past three-year career. Uh, so the goal was to get him out by the seventh. I mean, that was that was the entire goal. We challenged the bottom of the lineup to grind out some of that bats, take some pitches, uh, to get his pitch count up, and just to wear him down. And fortunately, that's exactly the way it played out. And, of course, they brought their – um, very elite closer in, but they were asked. That now you're asking their closer to get nine, cover nine outs, and that's just very difficult in any program. So uh, it, it worked out to our favor. Obviously, it, it took a lot of tough innings for our fans to watch, but it, it was the game plan, and, and he was on that all day yesterday. Caparino was, and, but at the end of the day, we, we executed the plan and we got the W. And in the end, it's, it's some kids that maybe aren't in the lineup every day that really comes through for you. Oh, absolutely. And you notice that in postseason play all the time. There's always someone that steps up that you're not expecting. It's just about who's ready for the moment and who takes advantage of that opportunity. Hort came in. Hort got the uh, the double. Uh, they got you the first run of the game. And, you know, a lot of people thought that was the time we, we break loose. We, no got, we got two runners in scoring position. Don't get out of that. Get another chance in the ninth. Two outs. 
Sam Cooper, the well, senior, sends yeah, that yeah. double down the right field line, Coach. No question. Couldn't be more proud of that young man. Gosh, he is truly a program guy. He will forever be remembered at Southern Miss Jersey, even more so now with that big hit. Uh, he's just a guy that takes the professional approach every day at practice. He never takes a day off. He is absolutely a coach's dream. And we have a kind of a running joke long before the hit ever happened yesterday. Uh, the running joke is ever since B.A. Volmo stepped on our campus uh, to come back and help us coach, he, Storm Cooper was always his favorite player. And every year the new guys would ask, hey, who's your favorite player, B.A.? Storm Cooper. Uh, so he's that kind of kid, though. I mean, he, he's a coach's dream. And, you know, I'm telling you, I told his mother last night in, in the uh, lobby, I said, I <laughs> I wanted to cry for him. I felt like his father. I was that proud for him. Now you were referencing Brian Anthony Ball over there, right? <laughs> yeah, Brian Anthony. <laughs> Brian Anthony, as much as he's going to hate to hear that. Oh, yeah. we love him. Uh, <laughs> we, we reveal the true identities of people on the Eagle Hour. Absolutely. So then the 10th comes up. Four years ago, uh, a coach up at North Dakota said, hey, Kaya, you need this bat. And what did the bat do? The bat uh, did what the bat has always done. Um 2-0 in the count, watches the fastball go by, and then they make the mistake and send one a little higher, and out goes the yeah. ball for 20, number 20 of the year. No question. What a big hit. Uh, obviously, Matt's had a terrific second half of the season, and uh, we're going to need to keep going. Yeah. We can't stop that 20. Uh, it was definitely a, a monumental home run, obviously, in this conference tournament, and uh, we, we're going to just ride this wave. Just uh, to bring everybody up to date, we're live at the Conference uh, USA Baseball Championships. Game earlier today, an elimination game. Rice uh, knocks Louisiana Tech out. Louisiana Tech, the three seed, the first team to be eliminated. That score was four to three. Old Dominion and UTSA are playing right now. Uh, UTSA just got another home run or a home run in the top of the third, and so it's two to nothing. So, Coach, uh, around four o'clock this afternoon, your baseball team will take on the Marshall Thundering Herd. Looks like uh, Marshall's going to throw uh, Wade Martin. Uh, he's a guy that he, he pitched in the, the first game of the doubleheader against Marshall early on, but he uh, he only lasted, you know, he only was in there for one inning. Um, what what's the uh, approach today uh, against Marshall at fourth? No, I mean Marshall is definitely the unique program in our conference because they're going to fight you. They literally are going to fight you to the end, and they are probably the scrappiest bunch in, in our league. Uh, and they just compete, man. They they go out kind of with that blue-collar mentality and have that edge about them, and, and they're going to come and fight us. There's no doubt. And we have to match their intensity. There's no doubt about it. Uh, we're going to still play our game. It doesn't matter who they throw. We're very fortunate. A lot of their better relievers threw some important inning for them in the win yesterday against Louisiana Tech. So they, they're probably going to be a little tired, but at the same time, they're going to take the ball. That's that kind of mentality. Uh, if need be, uh, to try to obviously get a win against us. But we're just going to do our thing, play our game. We're going to grind this starter out, and we're trying to beat up the bullpen. That's been the goal all year, and, and that's going to be the game plan again today. So yesterday game uh, is on a Wednesday afternoon in the middle of the work week. You had to be really happy with the Southern Miss crowd that was here yesterday. I told B.A., Brian Anthony, that is, uh, <laughs> at the start of game time, because we he was thinking that we wouldn't have a nice crowd. I, I was very impressed with the crowd. Uh, just goes to show you that how important college baseball is to this community. Our alum, our fans in Hattiesburg, uh, super, super excited about obviously the the outcome of fan, our fan base. And I'm expecting it to be even better today. Rocking at yeah, four o'clock. I, I, I truly believe that. Uh, what a beautiful day to have that.
Don't you like playing here at this tournament here? Absolutely love it. Absolutely love it. And, you know, they, all the other coaches say, well, this is a, such a home game for you guys. It really is. <laughs> uh, we like that. Yeah, we do. But it's so much fun. It's a beautiful park, beautiful community. Obviously, the casinos, there's so much environment and excitement here in the Biloxi area. Man, kudos to everyone involved who's putting this tournament on because they do a great job, and we absolutely embrace it 100%. Atmosphere at the hotel last night after this win. Uh, obviously, a lot of excitement. A lot of excitement. Uh, can't show too much emotion. There's two other teams staying in the hotel, uh, but at the same time, yeah, it, it, you know, it is just one game. I know it's an exciting game, but it, it is just one game. It keeps us in the winners bracket, and we got to make sure we're focused on, on not having a letdown today. Uh, we were talking off air about Stevie Powers. He's been nicked up a lot this year, but has gone out and, and really gutted it out in some performances, uh, looking for another good performance from him today. Stevie sure has. He's another program guy, four-year uh, starter here at Southern Miss. Very, very proud to have brought him in the program years ago. And, you know, you're right. It, it hasn't been the most fun year for him health-wise. Uh, he, he's battled through some shoulder issues and some light issues. Uh, but you're right. The last two weekends, I mean, he, he's Got the mentality. This is my last hoorah. I'm gonna get this thing out. I might have to take a couple of anti-inflammatories, but at the same time, um, he's gonna give us everything he has, and I expect him to actually throw really well today. You're the guy that gets all the recruits for us, coach. You feel pretty good about the kids that are coming into the program at the end of the season. I absolutely do. I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, I got to dodge the draft. <laughs> There's no doubt. That's always a, a headache of mine, but I'm really, really excited about the pieces we brought in. A lot of young arms that I'm, me and Coach Oz are, are extremely excited about. Uh, so, like, it's going to be very impactful for not just next year, but years to come. That draft is terrible. Uh, right? It's the worst week of my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you've told us that before. You're not a really happy guy. That no, I'm not. Don't, don't ask me for interviews during that week. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we really appreciate you coming by. We yeah, know you've got absolutely. a lot on your plate right now. We always enjoy having well, you on the show. I thank you guys for what you guys do. And congratulations. That was but coach, could we just put this one away early today and not I'm gonna do my best. There was there was a fan yesterday that just was like we're gonna we feel like we're gonna win, but it's it's not enjoyable because we have heart attacks no, right before. No. I'm gonna call out my neighbor. So I'm not gonna say his name because he'll be very upset with me. Loyal, loyal Southern Miss athletic fan. And he came, he came real quick. He came to our game, and he left in the ninth inning. Oh, wow. Here's the worst part. His daughter dates Storm Cooper and missed the hit. So I hope he's listening, but I'm calling him out on the air. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. On the Eagle Hour, we're very happy to have him. We'll be right back. Daniel Stewart from First Bank up next as we continue to broadcast live from MGM Park in Biloxi.
tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Bob Getty and Lou Johnson from MGM Park here in Biloxi. Our remote broadcast, two hours today, sponsored by First Bank. And I want to thank them, of course, uh, as we did yesterday, and we do every day because they've been with us since the start of the show and uh, make it possible this year for us to come down uh, and enjoy the baseball tournament and broadcast live from this great facility. Daniel Stewart from First Bank joins us right now, former baseball player himself with the Golden Eagles. So, as a former player, you had to love yesterday, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of felt like we had some of that Pete Taylor magic transported 90 miles down the road here at MGM Park. So, a great, uh, great win for us. I'm sure you experienced this a lot when you were playing. Hopefully not a lot, but... We were talking yesterday, it's such a wonderful game, but yeah. how miserable a game it can be and how nervous it can make you. Yeah. Yesterday's a great example. I mean, you know, for two hours and 45 minutes, we're, we're just miserable, yeah. and then for 15 minutes, we're celebrating. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, baseball, there's no clock. Basketball's a clock. Football's a clock. Baseball, hey, it's just out. And you're not out of it until that final out's over. That's what we came down to yesterday. Right. Well, we came down to that final out, made some things happen, and... Uh, you know, got a victory out of it. And then you see some kids, and we were talking to Coach Kai about this yeah. in the first segment, kids that just really haven't had a lot of playing time this year, they come in and they contribute. And that's got to be the kind of thing that sticks with a young person the rest of their life. Oh, absolutely. You know, and a lot of those guys are fresh. They get in. It's a little bit of a, a spark, kind of jump starts things. Uh, so those guys are able to, you know, come in fresh, you know, get the good opportunity that, you know, if they're successful at it, you know, it'll help them carry on to, you know, opportunities they get in the future. So, right. so you experience experienced those same moments yourself oh, in yeah. your career. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, we want to talk about baseball, but we, we do need to talk about first bank with you. Just, just a little yeah. bit. <laughs> tell, us, tell, us, tell our listeners about the, about your bank. And we're all excited about the new branch that you're building out yeah. toward Delphi. Yeah, we are, too. Uh, it's going to be a really nice uh, state-of-the-art building. Uh, it's not going to be look like your typical white pillar brick bank. Uh, so we're really excited about it. And that's new technologies. All of that is, is geared towards enhancing the client experience. Uh, we want our customers to feel like family, and um, that's really what we're striving to do. But, uh, you know, it's, it's tough for us uh, in, uh, in Hattiesburg because we're out of Macomb. But we're making that transition, trying to get our name out and, uh, you know, and, uh, be a contributing community. The joke was it, the new branch had to be as big to hold all of Reggie's accolades and awards <laughs> and jerseys and all that. He, he has a good space that he's going to be able to do that with. Yeah, yeah. He will. Sir. He will. Yeah, he will. He's got he's plenty of them. He definitely does. He, he is an awesome uh, ambassador for us. We love having Reggie on board. And it's never uh, never a dull moment. Reggie always keeps it exciting. He does. Daniel, how do you balance in your business? How do you balance the, the increased technology with, with the old school banking that so many people are comfortable with it. Yeah. It's honestly, you have to balance it. Um, you know, everybody's talking about millennials these days, and millennials, I'm kind of on the leading edge of that, where I remember times where there was no cell phone, but I'm obviously very, you know, connected but, to one now. Then there's a generation that, you know, has, you know, just pen and paper, wants paper statements. So we've got really two varying degrees of uh, clients and customers we're trying to cater to. So we want to provide products and services technology services that can meet everybody's needs. Because you can't write off the generation no. that wants to do it the old way, no, right? Absolutely cannot. So uh, we're, we're going to provide those services for 
everyone whether they want that an old school pen paper statement for and also some for the new people that want to do everything on an app and on, on a computer. So uh, mortgages too. First Bank does lots of those. Yeah, lots of mortgages. Uh, Sharon Rice and our team on the mortgage department is doing a great job for us in Hattiesburg. They're based out of Hattiesburg, but they are branch uh, have branches and locations from I twenty South Jackson um, through Macomb and Hattiesburg. Right. All right. You look at the history of First Bank. I mean, eighteen ninety five. Eighteen ninety five. Pretty. I mean, it, so. People know you guys, yeah, and they can trust you guys because you, you didn't just start up and fold five years later. I mean, you've right. been around for over a hundred years. Yeah, family owned, am I right? We are a family owned bank. Uh, the Covington family, majority shareholder, um, they're still involved in the daily activities of the bank. That's uh, got to be unusual in today's world. It really is. You know, a lot of banks grow so fast they get corporate. Um, we've we've seen tremendous growth, but we've been able to keep that small town feel inside of the bank for our employees and for our customers. Um, you know, Jim is, uh, Miss Covington's in the, the bank every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, still doing what he's been doing for, gosh, probably 40, 45 years. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Since, yeah. uh, since 1895, almost as long as Corpus Palmer's been there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You gotta, did you get a bobblehead? I saw him and I wanted one, but I wasn't able to get my hands on one. Right. Don't you think it was cruel that they put the beer belly on the bobblehead? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's all about the head. It's got a bobblehead. They did a good job with it. All right. I'm giving you a one-minute warning on this. you got a minute to think of your, your best quirky story. We'll come back to it, okay? Yeah. But, okay. What, what was it like, though, you know, you, you look at what Coach Benson did, yeah. and then you look at how Corky took him to the next level, and you would see what Scott's done now. Yeah. Uh, you were at towards the beginning of the tenure. Yeah. But when you think about, I mean, it's pretty amazing. You think about you played for a legendary coach like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when Coach Barry left Meridian, I was also at Meridian. I came with him. So I had the opportunity to have Coach Barry for two years in junior college and two years here at Southern Miss. But Coach Palmer was head coach at the time. So it was really a, a mixture of old school and new school. Uh, you know, back then we didn't have facial hair, you know, sideburns couldn't be longer than so long. And, you know, he, he definitely wanted to keep us that old school, hard-nosed baseball. And there's still a big part of me that loves that old school, hard-nosed baseball. But Coach Barry realized that times are changing, people are changing, kids are changing. He's able to adapt to the way kids are being brought up now is a little bit different. Um, one of the best motivators I've ever been around. Well, Corky realized that he just wasn't changing. Oh, he was not. And he shouldn't. <laughs> he, he, he knew his style. His style worked, and he was going to stick with it. And, you know, uh, he was one of those guys that could – he always told me, Daniel, you don't throw hard enough, throw over the white part of the plate. And he was exactly right, and I tried my best not to. <laughs> now, Daniel, we hear all these stories, and we don't know if they're true or not. I want you to tell me if you think there's validity to this Corky story. Because okay. you're a pitcher. Okay. Pitcher's in the game, not doing real well. Corky comes out to the mound. Yeah. Pitcher says, Coach, I'm not tired. Yeah. And Corky goes, well, damn, son, I know you're not tired, <laughs> but the outfielders are worn out from chasing yeah. down the line drugs. Yeah. Like, well, I, I believe that. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he always had a way of uh, of explaining what was going on and you know, getting the point across to you uh-huh. in so many words. So Have you got one fun. you can share with us? Um, well, probably probably that one there. You know, he always, you know, just. Hey, Daniel, he said, Daniel, if you're left-handed, you wouldn't be here. You know, I had a good curveball, good change-up. I'd be in the pros if I was left-handed. Uh, but, I, you know, Lord bless me being right-handed. So, uh, you know, I, I did the best of what I could. But, you know, we, we had a uh, rough time there my junior year back in 01. And, you know, I think he was trying to come up with some ways just kind of motivate us. And, you know, we, we had a penalty box. So the next day in practice, if we had a two-out walk, 
or did something goofballish. Well, we had to go and do sit-ups and push-ups in the penalty box, which was the third-base coaching box at the time. So, um, but, yeah, lots of great memories, lots of great stories um, to tell. And, um, you know, Coach Palmer is one of those guys that you never forget. I, I imagine it will always be a part of your life. Always will. Yeah. 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 He told one of Luke's friends, uh, who was the young man? He told, he told Sutton, okay? Yeah. So, in okay. one breath, yeah. Trey Sutton was the greatest, you know, hitter for average I've ever seen. <laughs> The, the, the next breath, uh, he was a walking injury. I could have put a piece of tape on the ground, and he would have sprained his ankle over it. So, you know, and, and he told us, he, the, the Coach Palmer told him, he was the dumbest smart person he had ever seen in the ground. I, I believe that. When you, when you look at what Coach Barry's done, yeah. um, just, just talk about the success that he's had. I mean, you, you think about, what, 60 years? Four head coaches? Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. It is. Um, you know, what we have at Southern Miss is special. Um, the program, the, the the tradition, you know, it, it really is something that um, we should be proud of. I really do. And we're fortunate to have a guy like Coach Barry. He, he wants to be a Southern Miss. And he's talented enough, successful enough, that he's probably got opportunities he could have left. But he doesn't want to. He is invested in our community in Hattiesburg, wants to be a Southern Miss. The guy that just was on our show last segment before you joined us, Jack Hyatt, 12 years. Yeah. 12 years. Yeah. And it's pretty amazing that we've been able to, you know, keep him as an assistant. Absolutely. Because of everything that he does. Absolutely. Well, Daniel, uh, one minute left. Uh, tell our listeners what they need to know about First Bank. Uh, First Bank, they need to know that we are going to go out of our way to meet their expectations. Uh, we're going to do our best to go above and beyond. Uh, banking is, uh, you know, is banking. It's, it's kind of tough to get creative, but it's all about the people that, that, that you're working with. And uh, we try to put that best foot forward every day and treat people like we want to be treated. Right. Does, does Reggie remind you every day of who he is? And all his Reggie, honestly, is probably one of the most humble guys I've been around. Yeah, it's because his grandkids keep him that way. They were yeah. they were on the iPad the other day, he told us, and they were watching former highlights. And he said they looked at him, and they, they looked at the iPad, and they looked at him. And they said, this guy's yeah, it's fast. This guy's skinny. You're fat. You know, and Reggie <laughs> said he got home. But it doesn't matter where we are. Reggie gets recognized. And it's, hey, you remember that 1980s this play and that play? Yeah. And Reggie says, yeah, dude, they talk. And I say, Reggie, how many times that happened today? He's like, all the time. Yeah. Well, he's an icon. Now. Yes, he no is. Yes, he hey, look, you're a great guy, man. Thank you. appreciate you being on the show. Glad and, to be uh, here. Please let all your associates at First Bank know how much we appreciate what they've done for the Eagle. Well, we are happy and glad to be associated with what you guys are doing. Ready for another win? Absolutely. All right. We're going to do it at 4 o'clock, right? Okay. Daniel Stewart, everybody. First Bank. We'll be back with more live Eagle Hour from MGM Park and Blunt. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Back live at MGM Park in Biloxi, Mississippi. Bob Geddes, Luke Johnson, 
at the Conference USA Tournament. Loser's bracket in the bottom half of the bracket going on right now. It is the top of the fifth. UTSA has a two-to-nothing lead over Old Dominion. Just to recap what's already happened today, or actually, let's go back and talk about yesterday. Uh, game one yesterday, Marshall defeated Louisiana Tech 6-4. to Southern Miss defeated Rice 6-4 to in 10 innings. Uh, Florida Atlantic defeated UTSA 6-5. to And then last night, the game that went into tomorrow, uh, Western Kentucky defeated Old Dominion. So what's already happened this morning, uh, Louisiana Tech is, has been eliminated by Rice. At 9 a.m. this morning, Rice defeated Louisiana Tech 4 to three, the game going on right now, which is also an elimination game. UTSA, the eight seed over uh, Old Dominion, uh, the five seed, and it is in the top of the fifth. UTSA up two to nothing. Little later today, Southern Miss uh, will take on Marshall in the winners bracket at four p.m., and then Florida Atlantic will take on Western Kentucky at seven thirty. Bob, it is an absolutely beautiful day outside here. A little breeze going on, and, and uh, you know, it was humid and hot yesterday, but some of the breeze going a little better right now. Well, I'll tell you what, it was, it doesn't, this sounds strange, it doesn't seem as humid now as it did this morning at 9 o'clock when I, uh, when I walked over here, and hopefully, hopefully it'll stay that way. Yeah, it was pretty sticky here, uh, most of yesterday and the early part of this morning. I'm a little surprised at this UTSA, uh, Old Dominion score, but then again, College baseball completely and totally unpredictable. Absolutely, and that's why you play it. Uh, Coach Kaye was telling us earlier, you know, what we're looking at, and uh, just the you you wouldn't maybe think it sometimes looking, but there are a whole lot of guys on our baseball program that don't let things rattle them. Yeah. Storm Cooper, yeah. right. one of them, um, and that's why you play, and that's what's so exciting about a tournament like this. Uh, you never know what's going to happen. But here's the thing. The Eagles, to get in a regional, they have got to uh, got to win this tournament. Uh, I just think to secure a spot, still on the bubble, even if you get a uh, – even if you, you make the final. So what would happen today, let's talk through a few hypotheticals. If Southern Miss uh, wins today, they're through to Saturday. The downside is you got to play at 9 a.m., but you're 2-0, and uh, and you're in the winner's bracket. You're one game away from playing the championship. If they lose, they would turn around and face Rice again tomorrow uh, at 3 p.m. I don't think you want to do that. I mean, I think you want to. I think you want to win. I, I thought it was interesting. Coach Kaye so focused on one game at a time that he didn't even realize when, uh, you know, when they would be playing if they if they won or lost. <laughs> yeah, he was like, "We got to play at 9 a.m. on Saturday." Yeah. Like he was a little surprised by that. Didn't he? Yeah, he did. He really did. Yeah. All right, so uh, let's uh, walk down here. We've we made friends with uh, with David Kopp, who is the pitching coach uh, for Florida Atlantic. He actually watched the baseball game with us yesterday. Luke has stepped away for just a moment. We see him down in the stands, and we want to see if we can get him to come up here and share a few minutes with us. But right now we're uh, watching Texas San Antonio and Old Dominion. Uh, as Luke said, the uh, Rice this morning eliminated, uh, eliminated Louisiana Tech. Uh, Tech's had a rough road, you know, with the tornado that comes and hits their complex and blows it down. And uh, then they're playing basically every game the rest of the year on the road. And it, it may be that that just caught up to them a bit. And uh, Tech just didn't seem didn't seem to be playing with a whole lot of energy uh, throughout the baseball tournament. But that's pretty understandable in light of everything bad that has happened. I'll say that Louisiana Tech 
out of the tournament, not not with playing with a lot of energy, but when you consider what they've been through over the last couple of months, you pretty much understand where they're at. Yeah, it's just one of those things. Um, man, they were in the bubble of the NCAA tournament. You know, there was a point this season that Louisiana Tech was about 20 spots higher in RPI than both Southern Miss and FAU. And, and it's just kind of reverse course. And uh, didn't really get to, you know, didn't get to finish their home series, had to play at Ruston High School. Uh, and maybe, you know, being without a home for maybe over a year. But you just kind of felt yesterday when they dropped that one to Marshall in extra innings as long as that game was, you just felt like it was going to be really hard for them to rebound mentally and, and win today. And, and uh, you know, that's what it is. And, and you're looking at, Right now, the eight seed, UTSA, uh, Old Dominion down the stretch, one of the hottest teams in the league. But let me tell you, Old Dominion was here till one forty-five this morning is when their game ended. And talking to some of their people up at the press box, it's three three thirty by the time they got back to the hotel and got their players fed and got them in the bed. And right now, you may be seeing a little fatigue on the part of Old Dominion. And it's not just that; it's, it's mental fatigue too. It's not just the. Uh, the physical fatigue about it. It's the, the mental aspect of it that just go back and grind. And, and you know, let's be honest. These guys, they're about 60. They're about uh, 60 uh, games in right now. And uh, yeah. it, so, you know, it does wear on you. Well, another observation, too, and their people were telling us this morning, you have to remember, they live on Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. So he said it was really 2.45 when we got playing. Yeah. And it was really 4, four 5 o'clock in the morning when we got out the bed. And then, you know, if you want to compare it, Mississippi State LSU went to, what, 4, 5 a.m. last night, 7 a.m.? 3 o'clock in the morning, I think, before they got to That's the trade-off of playing the nightcap, and so it makes sense. FAU played at, you know, technically their game was supposed to start at 4 yesterday. It started about, you know, 7. But you think about that, the champion has the the, – they can pick whenever they want to play. And so Coach McCormick looking at that and saying, yeah, 4 p.m. probably be about a – 6.30 6.30 p.m. Yeah, he was right. He was right. He was exactly right. So let's talk a little about this one um, today. Southern Miss uh, will start Stevie Powers. Powers, the left-handed uh, senior pitcher. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been one of those seasons for him. Coach Kaye talked about it earlier, Bob. He's had to gut out every performance he's had. This is a guy that really broke out last year. Been a guy at the pin, made him a starter last year. He was the number two behind Samlin. But in the last uh, few weeks, his uh, his ERA has, has crept up a, a, a little bit. He's lowered it some. Um, right now, Powers is four and four on the year with a three eight eight ERA, forty one strikeouts in, in fifty one innings. Marshall will counter with Wade Martin. Martin was a guy that threw in a Saturday game against the Golden Eagles, game one of the doubleheader, back the first weekend of, of April, and he only went one inning. Uh, he hit two batters through 27 pitches in that inning. They brought in another guy, and Southern Miss eventually won that game. But when you look at uh, the statistics, on paper you like this matchup. Uh, Wade Martin with a 7.4 ERA, 20, point, uh, 20 and two-thirds innings pitched, and uh, he's given up 25 runs in, uh, in 20 innings. So you've you got to be – I'm sorry, 18 runs in 20 innings. You've you got to be licking your, your, uh, your chops there, you know, if you're Southern Miss. Uh, at the same time, it's tournament baseball, and as we just talked about this, right. anything can happen. The good thing, he's a right. And I hate to bring this up, Luke, but you were showing me earlier before we went on the air that Southern Miss has really dominated Marshall in baseball. Am I right? Seven-game winning streak over the herd dating back to March 26, 2017. If you look at even further back, Southern Miss uh, is like 13-2 and in the last 15 innings. 
Are the 15 that a good thing or a bad thing? Uh, it gives you confidence, but it's on that kind of that dangerous overconfidence. It was a big statement that Marshall came out yesterday. Uh, of course, they threw their ace. They threw Shapiro. Uh, he's got six and two-thirds out of him. We won't see him again in the tournament. Uh, and what Coach Kaye referred to a little earlier was uh, they threw some of their best arms out of the pen. So if the Eagles hit Martin early, um, it could be just tee-off day. We hope so. We hope so. And this is a day, too, Bob. Because all the strikeouts you had yesterday, this is a day for the top four, five in your lineup. Yesterday, before Warner hit the home run, uh, they were the, the top four in the lineup was like 0 for 17. Can't happen today. No, it can't. Hey, while we're here, we do want to thank uh, our other sponsors who who bring the show every day uh, to the air, and that, of course, is our good friends at Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Uh, delicious food, seven days a week. Uh, they smoke their meats in-house every day. They cater every event, large or small. So we would encourage uh, Eagle Hour listeners, if you have an event coming up at your church, at your office, at your home, whatever the situation might be, that you would consider uh, calling the good guys, Justin and his crew, at Dickie's Barbecue Pit in Hattiesburg, and they'll fix you up. And also, I uh, want to thank Campus Bookmark, uh, great supporters of the Eagle Hour on Hardy Street, Great selection of Southern Miss apparel and a great price. And when I walk around here, Luke, and I see the $30 tournament T-shirts, it really makes me appreciate Campus Bookmart even more. Your $30 at Campus Bookmart will go a lot further than one T-shirt there at the uh, at the tournament. Of course, if you'd like to buy a tournament T-shirt, you should. You should. And, uh, and they have them in Southern Miss colors. They do. They have them in all the school colors. I tell you what, man, it's just a great environment here, too, man. The, the weather is not a cloud in the sky. And I'll tell you, the humidity seems to have dropped just a bit. It seems to have dropped. Of course, we're sitting here in the breezy shade uh, right. right under the guest services. Uh, but let me tell you, if, if uh, you're out there and you're debating whether or not to come tonight, come. Yes. Take off early. Come on. You know, it, it, the, the first pitch is scheduled for four. Um, we think it'll be somewhere in that neighborhood where, actually, this game is, is moving along fairly we're quick. On time, we're yeah. on time right now, but... Eagles going to need you tonight. This is an opportunity. What this means is if the Eagles win tonight, they won't have to play tomorrow. They get to rest tomorrow, and they will be one game away, one win away from playing in the tournament championship. All right, Eagle Hour live from MGM Park continues. Got some more great guests coming up shortly, and we'll be right back after this break. Southern Miss to the top. Back in Biloxi, UTSA in the top of the six has a two to nothing lead over Old Dominion. This is an elimination game. Golden Eagles will not be facing elimination. They will play Marshall in the 4 p.m. game, and the winner will be set at two and zero in the conference. And Luke and Bob uh, from live from MGM Park and just walking up. With a, nice, with a nice cold water in his hand. First, 
the professor even looks more studious with this uh, new goatee that he's rocking. And Patrick McGee joins us. What's up, buddy? Oh, not much. Just making, showing up at the ballpark, trying to hydrate and get ready for a, a long day of baseball. It's hard to hydrate up in that air-conditioned press box, isn't it? Well, they got the windows open. It's, it's more tolerable than being out in the sun, but it's, it's not that cold up there. It's not really that comfortable up there. Either. It's a little, little warm. Well, it's cramp up in there, especially early in the tournament where everybody's here. Kind of a bunch of media members are. Now look, I want you to know we're not going to take a picture of you and airbrush you in a suit like uh, the Paul Feinbaum show did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need a little help something usually. The more they can dress me up, the better. Before we, uh, before we talk the obvious, and we're going to hold you over and be in our first segment on our second hour, 100 days till football season. Oh, really? You, you didn't realize that? No, I don't I don't have a countdown on my, re- my refrigerator at home, but... <laughs> <laughs> football season. I didn't know either, Patrick. Yeah, Athlon Sports already uh, has released. You know, he's, he's, yeah, uh, I like that. I like too. how they have eight eight teams. There's like first team, second team, third team, fourth team, fifth team, sixteen. There's a lot of Golden Eagles on there. Right. You know, I've seen several early you know predictions already. Again, it's a prediction and something to give media types like they've suckered me in to talk about it. That's why I'm right. talking about it right now. Yeah, Golden Eagles kind of consensus top ten defense nationally going into right. the season. Yeah, I mean, there's just watching a little bit of practice I saw this spring, and they looked really good again. I mean, you look at all the pieces in place. Uh, this defense is going to be really good. And John Quest Turner is kind of a, starting to become kind of the, the face of that defense. And his role will change a little bit this year where he's kind of more that hybrid defensive end linebacker. It's going to be interesting. He's a big guy to be in that role. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does. But really across the board in the secondary and the front seven, uh, they're really talented and got pretty good depth. And you look at a year ago, we were like, "What is going to be in the, the secondary?" We lost Armstrong. Right. We lost. Uh, we lost Nell. Yeah. And you look at Ty Williams and, and Hemby stepped right in. Man, both those guys are preseason off the USA. Yeah. Well, it, the way the thing I've kind of learned about Jay Hobson is, if there's one thing he does really good, well, is stockpile defensive talent. Uh, you know, you can never have enough you know, interior defensive line, and those can kind of be hard to come by. But overall, just overall depth on that defense is exceptional. Uh, at the safety spot at the corner, uh, uh, you know, on the at the defensive end linebacker spot, they're you know going to be a little bit less experienced at linebacker, but I think they're going to be a little bit longer, a little bit more athletic. I think they're going to be really good there. And then a guy that uh, you covered in high school, Tim Jones, out of Biloxi, he's a yeah. preseason All USA also. Yeah, yeah, I expect big things out of Tim, and they they run him in the slot, but uh, you know he he would be just as good outside. He's one of the more well, I saw him as a freshman in high school, and I couldn't believe he was a freshman. Uh, he's been good since he was like 14, and I expect Tim Jones to leave here as one of the best receivers they've ever had. So he's not that good. Now, here's what a lot of Southern Miss fans are going to ask Patrick. They're going to be thinking: Does Southern Miss have the talent to go compete with Mississippi State this year? They can hang with them just because of the defense. You know, I, I'm not saying they can beat. Well, the offense has a lot to prove. The offensive line. We just got to wait and see what they're capable of. But defensively, they can hang with anybody. Uh, they'll be able to stay in games just because of that whenever they're playing. And this will be staying Alabama is a different story because it's Alabama. But it makes you feel better. The offensive line will have to pull with Montez Sweat or Jeffrey Simmons this year. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, State's lost a lot, but they'll gain a lot. They'll be fine. I don't think State will be as good as they were last year. I think maybe we can expect State to be a little bit more well-rounded as an offense this time around and more hit second season. Uh, but defensively, they they just can't possibly be as good as they were in the front. So you see a competitive game, perhaps? Yeah, it could be a you know a tie game going to halftime. It's all about depth, and and really it comes down to can that Southern Miss offensive line hold up? 
we, we all know what happened last year with that group. And I saw positive signs out of them in the spring, but there's still a lot of room to grow there and get better. Uh, they did better, and I thought in pass protection, still got some progress to make on, in the ground game, but the offensive line should be should yeah. be improved. They got to run the football better. Oh, they yeah. I mean, they didn't run the ball. The only right. game they ran the ball against you know conference competition was the last one against Utah. Yeah. Right, right. Got to run the football, play defense. You're gonna win that, right? But, but yeah, and punters even know that. Though. Punters even know that because yeah. punters have to play when we don't run the football. So that's right. That's uh, yeah, you, but you still got to be feeling good about. With with Faulkner, Walden, and Stanchek, yeah, you know, brewing up the coffee over there. I mean, that's a dangerous trifecta. I like the the dynamic, the chemistry among those guys. I think Faulkner is a little bit more kind of a uh, quiet, confident guy. While Dawson, he was just a, a you know really kind of at, at a ten at all times. Really, uh, Faulkner's got that kind of quiet confidence. I think that they need to take charge of the offense. And I think his resume of working in both Middle Tennessee. In Arkansas State, maybe he can work in some of the run schemes uh, that Blake Anderson put together there at Arkansas State, and that way we'll see a better ground game because they just have to, you know, Blake Anderson's always been able to run the ball. Yep. If he can kind of take something away from his time there at Arkansas State, I think you, I think with Stancheck, I think you're going to have a good group there. All right, we're going to hold Patrick over. He's going to join us uh, in the first segment of the next uh, hour. It's the second hour of the Eagle Hour from MGM Park will take place right after this point. Mississippi Media Production.